Have we had an interesting enough, uh, like, pre-intro? I think we did. Yet? Should I give one of my shoe stories? No, not talking about shoes again. No, 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 no. I think everybody's got to hear all my shoe stories at some point. Did you get an S yet for Canes? No, I haven't, oh, no, I haven't gone back, back to Canes. No. Mm-hmm. Yo, if anybody has an S for Canes, I'll split the $100,000 with you. That's something that I can talk about. <laughs> I came to an epiphany. I don't okay. know if actually it's an epiphany. It's more of just like, but you know how it is when people talk about if you were in solitary after a certain amount of time, you would actually go insane. Yeah, I'm sure it's pretty soon. Well, I decided for a minimum of $5,000, I would be let myself be in a padded room in a straitjacket for 24 hours, not be allowed to sleep, but be allowed out of the straitjacket to use the bathroom and eat. And that would be it. For 24 hours, I would do it for a minimum of 5000 What? Who has these thoughts? What do you just? You just I'm very bored at work. I am very bored at work. Like, what would I do for five thousand dollars? Yeah, and I would. And that's be, what you came up. I with. would be in the padded room in a straight jacket for twenty four hours, not being allowed to sleep. The only thing that can entertain me is my mind. I would do that for a minimum of five thousand dollars. Someone wanted to give me that much <laughs> or more, I would take it. I would be like, yes, do it. Throw me in there. Just remember to get me out once that twenty four hour mark has been hit. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why is that? Because I need the money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Alright, everyone. <laughs> I thought I was the one that was doing this joint. You can take it if you want. No, no, no. no. Right. You got it. Alright, welcome everyone to the Fairpoint Podcast. I'm... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're trying really hard to be enthusiastic, and your throat hurts. And I'm sorry. This is all really, right. This is a bad uh, time right. to make you do the intro. All right, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll do this again, except for I'll do it to make sure I won't be earning. Welcome everyone to the Fairpoint Podcast. I am your engineer and producer, Bertram Z. Well, you're an engineer. You, how do you get a promotion? Who's paying you? Sound engineer. I think you were just a producer. And the person that appears to be on one at this moment is our host, Daniel Fairley II. Hello, Daniel. Hey, how's up? How's it going? What's up? It's going sickly, but trucking. Trucking. <laughs> I was trying to think of a word, and that was the first one that came to my mind. Just like you and your straight jacket. Yes, <laughs> I, will take, I will take $5,000 for that. Would you not do it? I mean, I've just, this wouldn't be the first thing I would think of that I would do for $5,000. But if someone proposed it to you, would you do it? Yeah. Like, do you think that you would be able to entertain your mind for 24 hours straight, not being allowed to sleep? I think it would hurt. Mm -hmm. But you think that you'd be able to make it out of it and not have your mental state completely harmed? I think there would be, I'd need to go to therapy. I'd I'd go out of the jail into my therapist's office. (laughs) Yeah, I thought about this a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yes, this is the Fairpoint Podcast. Welcome. And our social media that you can reach us at is Instagram is the Fairpoint Podcast, Twitter is the Fairpoint Pod, and our email is the Fairpoint Podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Yes. Now, Daniel, do you want to give all the places that everyone can hear us? Yeah. So you are listening to us either on Castos, Spotify, I was going to say Twitter. Nope. Castos, Spotify, YouTube, Apple, Google Play, and Stitcher. 
Yes. yes. Okay. I was wondering if you were going to like remember <laughs> it because it's been a while since you had a rattle lose off. Right. No, I know. I like I would know it if you missed one, but I it's hard to like think of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's easy to criticize. It's not. Oh, yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. 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 Like okay. remember that time you did a bad job intro in podcast. What you mean today? I, I You said it. I was just thinking of a time. Oh, what is a time? Because there's only been one other time. <laughs> you choose. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's get right into our topics. Well, actually, no, before the topics, I saw some interesting on Twitter and I thought I'd bring it up just because we I've at least I know I've mentioned him like three other times on the podcast. Uh And that's Fred Hampton. Oh, okay. So for people that don't know, Fred Hampton is uh, one of the leaders at one point of the Black Panther Party. Mm hmm. And they're actually working on a biopic or planning to work on a biopic. And the people in talks for roles in it are Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stan- uh, Stanfield. And uh, Daniel Kaluuya would be playing the role of Fred Hampton. And you may know Daniel Kaluuya for his role best in Get Out. Yes. 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 Okay. I was like, there's some guy in some black movie that was named Daniel. Mm-hmm. That's him. And if you haven't seen Get Out, you might know him as Wakabi from the Border Tribe in Black Panther. Also another part. Mm-hmm. He was also in Widows, but I never saw that movie, so I can't. I heard it was really bad. The like, movie Widows was really bad? Like, was really, really bad. If I'm thinking of the same one, if that's, is that the one with Taraji P. Henson, or is that the one with no, um, it's not Liam Neeson and whatever? Taraji P. Henson was in some, like, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, it was movie. the one with Liam Neeson, because remember when we right. talked about the uh, race Liam Neeson, uh, and, Michelle Rodriguez is yes. like... He shoved his tongue so far down a, uh, she was her name, yeah, Viola Davis's throat. Yeah. And then Lakeith Stanfield, Mm. uh, he was also in Get Out. He was the guy that was basically at the black guy at the party that he started flipping out the moment Um, that the flash went off. Okay. Okay. I was thinking of like, that was Lil Rel, but I was thinking of the other guy, the police officer. Yeah. Or the mm, TSA agent. Yeah, TSA agent. But he was also known for his role as Cassius Green in Sorry to Bother You and his role as Darius in Oh, that in was him. Yes. I didn't realize that. I guess because his hair's always been long in Atlanta and mm-hmm. in um, Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. Another weird movie. Yeah. Here's the thing I've noticed about Lakeith is he mm-hmm. does a lot of weird roles. Sorry to Bother You just like took a really, like it wasn't even like a hard left. It was just mm-hmm. like a... I remember like, telling you about it before. You, I think I told you about that's it. That's who you it saw was. It. Yeah. I I thought that it was uh, my roommate, and I was telling him about it, and I was like, "Yeah, you told me about this movie, and it was like really crazy, and just hits like a, it's like a U-turn. I don't even know what it was. Like it's like the world just like flipped upside down, and you're like, where did this come from? Yeah, like it starts off like kind of weird. Yeah, and then it was just like, oh, this is getting like really dark and really depressing. Mm-hmm. Like when he was at that party, and yeah. then all of a sudden it's just like horse people and it's like wait what yeah it was god that was so much yeah um but it's like he always mm-hmm. seems to be playing like these weird roles like he's playing the guy that freaks out at the party and right. get out he played Cassius green and the weird sorry to bother you mm-hmm. darius is just a weird character like he's a great character but right. he's like this guy always thinks like outside of reality right that like got the the dogs and was breeding them because he was like i can make you five thousand dollars off of 500 or something yeah one of my favorite scenes is when he goes to the shooting range and he puts up the dog poster <laughs> <laughs> and then guys come up to him just like, what are you doing? Hey, you man, can't, you can't you do can't that here. Dog. He's just like, well, you, you don't understand. The dogs in my neighborhood, they're really vicious. It's like, but it's a dog. It's like, 
well, everyone else is shooting people. Isn't that more weird? It's <laughs> like he's making an excellent point. It's like we've normalized having these people starring. Right. And he puts up a dog. We're like, what are you doing? He's like, they're vicious. Because <laughs> he like, I think that because uh, they talk about it, all the things that you're talking about now, like what's sorry to bother you and with um, Get Out and with Atlanta, they're all this like, these like pseudo reality, but like it takes a bend on it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like this, um, it's a, there's a name for it in cinematography, but it's like reality for like the majority of it. And then mm-hmm. there's like parts of it that are just kind of like a bend against reality, but it still looks real. Like when they had the invisible car yeah. in Atlanta and you're like, well, that obviously isn't real, but like all these people were acting like everything is normal. Yeah. It's just like, everything was like the invisible car was when I definitely knew with Atlanta, like, nothing was right 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 like i felt like everybody was just odd and then mm-hmm. when you have the invisible car go, go through just like wait what yeah yeah um but yeah he always seems to play like these roles where there's definitely mm. a deep meaning behind every single one of them but they're always weird they are yeah speaking of weird mm-hmm. so we had this thing come out there was so there is this man named Matt Watson on YouTube and he put out this video on February 17th and it was called YouTube is facilitating the sexual exploitation of children and it's being monetized. Whoa. And with this, he started the hashtag YouTube wake up. Okay. And so in his video, which he posted on the 17th, he claimed that uh, he was sucked into a wormhole on YouTube of underage kids in his recommendations. The videos themselves weren't so much problematic as they would just be normal videos of kids, but the comment section themselves would be filled with discussing comments of pedophiles as well as timestamps for people to pause at to see children in suggestive positions. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, Matt's claim was that within five clicks, you would be stuck in a wormhole where this would dominate your recommended videos. And, oh, uh, Wow. Yeah, the videos with the comments would just range from uh, videos being just uploaded by kids themselves, uploaded by parents that are just like, uh, their kids are at a competition. Right. And they just want to upload the video. Or pedophiles downloading videos and then re-uploading them for themselves. Oh my god, that makes me sick. Yeah. And so uh, YouTuber Philip DeFranco and his team decided to run an experiment to see if what he was saying was really true. Right. So they created a brand new account and they did a search of the keywords bikini haul. Like you might be like, okay, that's kind of perverted to type in, but it has nothing to do with children. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I think it's where children wear bikinis anyways. Keep going. Yeah. And he said that with the third and fourth video that they saw in the feed just after doing the search, uh, there looked to be younger women, teenaged, mm-hmm. uh, in the thumbnails. With one of them being one that they clicked on and it being a 14-year-old girl trying on swimsuits. What? Uh, but Phil said that with this video, the comment section wasn't full of pedophiles. It was full of m- more of people that were like expressing that they were kind of weirded out by the video themselves. Like, you shouldn't be putting this type of video up. Why yeah. are you not wearing enough clothes? You're a young girl. Yeah. Uh, apparently the video itself, like the channel had over a million subscribers. Uh, the video itself had like 282 views. Oh. 
and it had a total of like six different ad breaks, but it was a matter of someone just kind of like posting it, not trying to think of being pervert or anything like that. And like I said, with the comment section, they were just kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, he, gross. But then uh, Phil also said that the, suge- the suggested videos that appear alongside the video mm-hmm. didn't have anything unusual about them. And so since there were only one click in and the guy said five clicks, right. they clicked on one that suggested. Mm-hmm. And by the second click, Phil said that the suggested videos started to look creepy. And by the third click, they were stuck in the predicament that Matt had said happens. Wow. Mm-hmm. And is this is this is like an algorithm thing where if you click on a certain number of these videos, as if like I clicked on like my friend does uh, basketball videos, like teaching you how to do layups or whatever. Yeah. And so like now those are like my most recommended videos. Yeah. So like it's part of that like algorithm, but it's for like child. I don't even know, almost pornography or something. Kind of like it's definitely not like pornographic images or anything like that, right. but it's definitely things where. Like, people are putting down the timestamps of, look, you can see this kid from this angle. And it's just like, that's not right. That's really disgusting. That is. And so, a lot of different creators had reached out to YouTube after having seen this. Mm -hmm. Because it went viral. Yeah. And a lot of different people had reached out to YouTube and being like, hey, this is serious. Can you do something about it? Mm -hmm. To which... Uh, YouTube instantly reached out and was just like, yes, we're on it. Good. And so uh, one person, Philip DeFranco was one person that could confirm this. Another person that could confirm this was uh, the Channel Drama Alerts uh, host, Killer Keemstar. Mm -hmm. He was also able to confirm this. And they're just like, yes, they are going out there. They're doing things to try and stop this. Mm -hmm. Having deleted multiple accounts, disabling comments on videos. Good. And demonetizing some videos that are the problem. However, Keemstar had brought to the attention that after his video had gone viral, this guy Matt, within just like a three-day period, had live-streamed after that video five different times. Okay. And during these live-streams was saying stuff like, YouTube is not doing anything. Hmm. And so, it became this whole thing of people... now wanted to try and get more attention on it. So we're talking to Keemstar and just being like, hey, do you, do you think that you could cover this on Drama Alert so more people can get attention on it? Right. To which Keem said, no, I will not because number one, YouTube is doing something about it. And number two, there was something else that Matt had said in his live streams and that is he would say to his viewers, contact all the companies that are advertising on YouTube and tell them to pull their advertisements from YouTube. Not just those videos, not just those people, but from everybody. Hmm. So he was like, this is something that would actually really hurt YouTube and all of its creators. YouTube is doing something about it, so I will not report on it. Mm -hmm. But because of this whole controversy that popped up now, after this, he decided to speak on it, because after having said that, Matt saw it, Cussed him out on a live stream Mm. saying, well, if you don't like it, just go get a normal job Mm. and kind of left it at that. So which Keemstar was like, hey, man, like I like hit me up on Twitter. I want to actually like have a conversation with you. So which the guy was like, "Okay, yeah, I'll go. I'll create a Twitter because I don't have one. I'll go talk to Keemstar and we'll get all this stuff sorted out. And 
I believe Keemstar said that he didn't have a very productive conversation with the guy. Like the guy was just kind of set on get all advertisement pulled from YouTube. Right. And then apparently like not too much longer, Keemstar and his team did a little bit of research, found this guy actually did have a Twitter, found that it was linked to another YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And the YouTube channel was full of just a lot of weird stuff. And one of them was the guy going around asking people, hey, do you want to be in my adult video? With one person in particular being a 16-year-old girl walking down the street that he's yelling at from his car. What? Yeah. So that he's... What? So he brought attention. He brought attention to this problem, <clears throat> which was a good thing. Right. That he brought attention to it. <clears throat> And then try to create this whole, what they were calling the YouTube adpocalypse part two, because mm-hmm. they already had it once before in the past where advertisers were pulling all their ads from YouTube and all the creators were being hurt by it because they make their living off of YouTube. Right. And then just seems to be trying to go for more and more internet attention. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, he has this one video where he's asking a 16 year old girl, do you want to be in my adult video? God, that like I think that we, as a society, just through storytelling and through superhero movies or just like in general, just kind of like the the idea of either listening to a story or seeing a story being told, like we have this idea of like there are always heroes, and there are always villains, and mm-hmm. they're like two distinct people, and that the hero will win, um, will triumph over the villain, and that you know like this is this is a person who did something right. Therefore they are a hero. This is a person that did something wrong. Therefore they're a villain. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, not that cut and dry. Yeah. You know, like it's just people, I guess I know people are complicated, but this is just another example of like, you did something that was yes, helpful and got a lot of these videos pulled off that are really perverted and nasty, but you also are like asking 16 year old women, not women, 16 year old girls mm. to be in an adult video. Yeah. Like, God, that's, uh. and I'm also really questioning about his attacking of other people's livelihood where he's trying to get everything pulled off the internet where mm-hmm. his claim is like, well, if you want to have these ads running and you want to be stuck on these videos, like you obviously don't care about the kids to which like Keemstar's point was like, no, YouTube is doing something about that. You're trying to create a whole nother problem. And why? Was yeah. this just because he be- he became viral? And so he's like, I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like maybe he felt like his first YouTube channel wasn't doing so well. So he decided to make a new one. And once it like really got traction, that's when he's just like, oh, here's my fame. And maybe he was like trying to get back at everyone else that did successful when he wasn't able to. Like, I, I don't know. I don't understand world. how people think, but. Yeah, it comes down. That's pretty hard. Yeah, but it comes down to this whole thing in my mind of, yeah, you have uh, people that can bring good attention to stuff, but then you got to realize when you should not listen to them Mm -hmm. because people could go along with what he said. And then after he gave them the truth, then he feeds them lies about himself and then people follow the lies because they first started following the truth. So you got to always be mindful of not just when they give you the truth, but when they're also not being real with you at all, because they will steer you in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that seems to happen a lot, especially because again, like we'll get the beginning parts of a scandal or something will come out and it's like, okay, this is definitely wrong. Like I can see this, this thing is like really wrong. What's going on here. And then every day, you know, a new piece of information comes out just like, Oh boy, uh, Sandman, 
Mm. And, you know, the whole like, oh, wow, there's these MAGA kids that are like standing in front of enchanting at this Native American person when they're trying to like do their own indigenous people's march. Um, and then you get, you know, more and more context because everyone has a cell phone and there's always some video that's out there mm. ex- exposing other parts of what's going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. There. That, that was one of our titles. There are no heroes. Yeah. Except black women. Yeah. <laughs> because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's extremely true. But uh, yeah, uh, there were like a few things that were also brought up as a backlash to YouTube actually doing something to which, yeah, I don't think people really have any problem with YouTube actually doing something. They shouldn't. Yeah. But uh, one thing, it was something that Philip DeFranco brought up at the end of uh, his segment talking about it was, uh, so with what YouTube is going to do about it, like, what should it be? Should they really, like, demonetize all the videos in question? Like, the ones that are uploaded by kids or their parents? What should be, like, the result of it? Exactly. Because it's easy to say something needs to be done. It's mm-hmm. hard to say what exactly has to be done. Yeah. That that goes back to this idea of, like, there's not, there's not easy answers either. Yeah. Right? So, for example... Uh, There is one woman on Twitter that tweeted at YouTube saying, my five-year-old son does gymnastics and is a happy, sweet, confident boy. And YouTube has deemed him not advertiser friendly. Interesting. To which YouTube responded with, hi there. For reference, over the past few days, we've taken a number of actions to better protect the YouTube community from the content that endangers minors. Here's a tweet from uh, Philip DeFranco for more context. But before I read that one, they also said, with regard to the actions we, that we've taken, even if uh, your video is uh, suitable for advertisers, inappropriate comments could result in your video receiving limited or no ads yellow icon, which is the demonetized uh, symbol. Uh, Let us know if you have any questions. And uh, Philip DeFranco shared uh, something that it was sent to him from YouTube uh, that said, we appreciate we appreciate you raising awareness of this with your fans, and we realize all of realize that all of us at YouTube are working incredibly hard to root out horrible behavior on our platform. Of uh, this update, by the way, of this update in the last forty eight hours, beyond our normal predictions, we've disabled comments over tens of millions of videos. We've also terminated over four hundred channels for the comments that left that were left on videos and reported illegal comments to law enforcement. There is more to be done, and we are continuing to grow our team in order to keep people safe. So, seems like they're doing a really great job, being mm-hmm. really proactive. Reactive, I think. Tens of millions of videos seems to be a very deep problem. Yeah. And, and it's not is. YouTube's very first problem with this either. Like, they've right. done, they've had to deal with this before. But, uh, yeah, in response to having this said to her by YouTube... That same mother said, I highly monitored my comment section, and many of it is the kindest on YouTube. This makes no sense. Remove the few comments and ban the user. Oh, the person that was making the bad comments. Yeah, remove the comments and ban the user. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I monitor what's going on on my videos. Why are you demonetizing my videos saying that you're doing what I do for me? Yeah, and taking away her money. Yeah. Like, it's one thing if you take it away from the people that are downloading the videos and then re-uploading them. Exactly. But it's another thing to, like, 
do this to like the kids or the parents that are genuinely uploading these. Right. Yeah. That's pretty messed up. Yeah. Um, So yeah. And Keemstar did respond to this woman saying for now, my best advice is to disable comments in hopes that the video itself can be monetized because if they can't comment, then you can't, you shouldn't be able to demonetize someone's video. Right. Right. To which someone also brought up the bad part is no comments, then your video does not get much interaction. So that's how YouTube works is the more that people like your stuff, Mm -hmm. even dislike your stuff, and the more Mm -hmm. they comment on it, the more YouTube pushes it for people to be able to be able to view, which in some cases with this, you don't want people to view it. But in other cases, like this is just for general, general, general public to watch. Okay. So it's a matter of now you don't have comments activated on it. Now people aren't going to be able to just find it on a regular search Mm -hmm. like people actually have to dig to find what you're posting when it's something that's innocent. Right. So, yeah, hmm. that's the whole entire situation. Wow. That's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad there's something being done. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just glad something's being done. Yeah. Um, and that hopefully they'll disable this opportunity for pedophiles to like, mm. you know, just be, disgusting yeah yeah hopefully take that off of youtube yeah it's not the easiest thing to sort out like what the mother is saying what keemstar was saying Mm -hmm. and you could go all the way to the extreme like matt is saying but that is something that hurts everybody not just the people that you're trying to get rid of exactly why not like she said like ban those users Mm -hmm. take away the channels disable the videos right the things that people are doing like that that's what makes sense. Yeah. And you could easily write an algorithm to flag for, you know what I mean? Like inappropriate things as I'm sure they already do. Yeah. Um, that are being said about children. Oh yeah. It's like the moment you see like a combination in a comment, mm-hmm. it's just like, Oh, this isn't right. Exactly. And then if like someone is like, Whoa, that's not what I was saying in this comment, mm-hmm. like have it get reviewed by YouTube itself because YouTube has to review videos all the time because demonetization even though the adpocalypse is over people mm-hmm. still have a big problem with monetization so mm. they constantly have to send their videos back to youtube for review uh, okay. in order to get it monetized yeah and that's like a whole nother discussion is <laughs> dealing with that like like i pay very close attention to it because i try i'm trying to get into that realm right and it's it's a major problem in and of itself so yeah mm-hmm. big problem easy ways to get it done but not to get it done the right way I love how you always summarize it on the very end. You're like, this is what we talked about. Now we're changing gears. Yes. Would you like to take over the, would you like to take over? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll be changing gears. Yeah. Would you like to take over the driver's seat? And Uh, I'll I'll take a ride in the passenger right now. Yes. Cause we have to talk about this boy again for the Uh, third time again, again. And I, and I really hope this is the last time we have to talk about him. I doubt it. it. It's not, um, there's going to be another update. But if you haven't guessed already, we're talking about good old Jesse Smollett. Mm. Jesse, I gave you so much. Gave you a rant. I was upset for you. I was hoping that this was just something that wasn't true. I was hoping that you were doing the best you could and that you got beat up, put a noose around your neck, that this was just a horrible thing that happened. And I was really hoping that this wasn't true, but it did right it did like it was 
Okay, let me back up a little bit. I was really hoping that... <laughs> you got it, Daniel. You, you got it. You got it. Come on, come you're on. You're going to cut some of this. <laughs> okay. Um, Getting that emotional back. It's not like I was like rooting for you, but I was just, I was, I was rooting for justice. I was rooting for something to come of this that was going to show people that hate crimes like this still exist and that this is wrong and that something should be done about this. Mm. Um, and to get the spotlight on this in a way that helps people, not hurts people. Yeah. But lo and behold, here we go. Um, because like we said, there are no heroes except black women. And that still remains true. Mm-hmm. So prosecutors paid two men. Oh, sorry. Prosecutors say that Jesse Smollett, who just got, um, let's see. Oh, he was just, Charged with a charged with disorderly conduct mm-hmm. for allegedly fa- filing a false police report because they said that he paid two men to help him stage a fake attack later framed as a racist and homophobic hate crime. The Empire actor um, again had been charged with a felony of disorderly conduct for filing a false false police report. He faces up to three years in prison. Um, bond was set at a hundred thousand dollars in a court hearing like last Thursday. They say that Smollett uh, was the guiding force behind the staged attack. Right now, the intersection where it took place, they say that Smollett and the Usandario brothers, uh, who are both of Nigerian descent, basically asked him, he asked them to call his attention and yell racic, racial and yell racial and homophobic slurs at him, saying this is MAGA country. They say Smollett provided them with a $100 bill for supplies, including rope, ski mask, gloves, and red baseball hats assembling, resembling the Make America Great Again hats associated with presidential, President Trump's campaign. And there's even a video of that, of them buying the ski mask. And I think they bought like some airheads or something. It was just like, <laughs> either way, they bought some stuff inside of this store, inside the convenience store. Um, there's a recording of them buying these things. And... Yeah, so he had basically just coordinated with these brothers because I know that he had known one of the brothers. He had worked with that brother on Empire. I don't mm-hmm. remember which one it was. But he had worked with one of them. Um, and then he asked them to stage this attack. Um, Apparently, the other brother was his personal trainer. Really? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the reason when you're wondering, like, why in the world would someone do this? The reason that Smollett. Uh, oh, sorry. Let's see. So the Chicago police said that Smollett oh, concocted the story of the brutal hate crime because he was, quote, dissatisfied with his salary on the Fox drama Empire. Which is apparently 64000 an episode. Oh, that's how much he gets paid an episode? Yes, yeah, 64000 per episode. That's a lot of money. That's, yes, that's considering, a salary, it's, a yearly considering salary. it's somewhere around, like, I believe... 24 mm-hmm. episodes a season like one season a year yeah that's bank that is i don't even want to do that math and then he also records songs for it and probably receives some royalties for it I'm too sure he does so um god wow that's a lot of money um so he wanted more money than that because that wasn't enough but he did have enough thirty-five thousand, thirty-five hundred dollars, uh to be specific to pay the men to help him stage a fake attack um, including a crude threatening letter that he sent to the Empire set in Chicago, <clears throat> but it failed to get attention, right? So he, like, the first part of this was, like, him, like, writing a letter, like, a hateful, racist, and homophobic letter and sending it to the people in um, 
I guess the people in the empire said and him being like, look at this letter I just got. This is crazy. Pay me more money. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I'm in danger or something. I don't know. But he was asking for more, more money that way. They kind of brushed him off. And then he staged this attack or allegedly at this point staged this attack. Mm-hmm. So I have like three main points that I was thinking about. Like, just like, what does this mean? And how can I kind of understand it? So the first is that like, this is obviously just wrong. Like this, like, yeah. And and again, like the the evidence is pointing more and more and more towards this being true that he staged this, att- this attack, that this was not something like not some hate filled crime. These were people that he knew. These are two black Nigerian men that you know he paid to then attack him, so that way he was able to get his name in the spotlight um, and be kind of become like global news. Mm-hmm. And so that's just like that's disgusting. And it's gross and it's wrong. Um, and it undermines really just the stories of all people coming forward because like there are people that say like, like, like there's like there's very clear evidence that hate crimes have been on the rise yeah. right they literally like just the other day uh arrested that white guy that had a thousand uh shells of ammo and like 65 different guns who had lawmakers and democratic lawmakers and media personalities that di- that didn't like president trump and he was going to kill them I had not heard about this. Yeah. So he like, there's this guy who just got arrested for that. And it's very clear that he was doing this out of, again, Trump, like riling up his base to, to harm the media. And anytime the media gets hurt or harmed or whatever, he laughs, Mm. he jokes, he tells them, keep doing this, get him out of here. You know, like he, like he's, he's tearing down our institutional systems. Yeah. And so with stuff like that, like you have, this just undermines all those stories because this is now being used by, by Trump and by Fox news and all these other people as like a reason why we shouldn't believe hate crimes. Right. Yeah. It's turned into a boy who cried wolf. Exactly. Right. And so when we have these ideas and we have these people that come forward with like really credible stories, let's say Dr. Blasey Ford, right. Who come Mm -hmm. forward with really credible stories about times when they've been harmed and hurt and are able to talk about it in a way that's cool, calm, collected, that like seems very believable. You then have other stories like this where there's an investigation done and it's found that this person is now being charged with filing a fake report. Mm-hmm. Then you have MAGA country just going wild and saying, oh, see, this is what we're talking about, right? In the same way of before the Democrats and other people that are like saying, believe victims, you know, this is what we're talking about. People are getting their hate crimes going on every day. Look at this person that just got beat up and put a noose around his neck, all this other stuff. And then now you have MAGA coming back and being able to say, look, they're all just a bunch of liars. This is what happens when you try to like believe people and this is all wrong. And so I think that just like the, my biggest point, my ultimately like hugest point is just that like, this is ridiculous and you have set back everything you say that you believe in all these ideas that you, you know, if you hate president Trump or if you hate what the people have done to LGBTQ people, especially black LGBTQ people, like if you hate all these things that are being done, like this is such a huge setback because Mm. this will now be used against any person that comes forward and says, I've been abused. I've been raped. I've been, you know, assaulted, or there's been a hate crime committed against me. You know what I mean? Like this Mm. is just, this has done so much damage to that movement. Yeah. And of course, going back to, because I mentioned a few times with my job, I'm just there all night staring at the TVs and the TV that's like right directly in front of me mm-hmm. is the Fox News TV. 
and they do not leave this story alone. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, because when they have something like this, I mean, this is, this is that red meat, right? This is that I, this is what they can point to and what they can, in the same way that when the story was believed to be true, you know what I mean? Like people mm-hmm. that were on the left were pointing this and saying, see, this is what we're talking about. This is the hate that Trump fuels. This is what the ways in which people are being attacked every single day. Now as a superstar that's been attacked, which again, like there are actual people that are being attacked every day, which no one gives a crap about, mm-hmm. right? There are people that are being attacked that are, you know, brutalized and have hate crimes committed against them every single day. The police don't investigate. Mm. The police just kind of brush it off. They don't think that it's real, right? Yeah. So you have these things that are actually happening, and then it happens to a superstar, then it's a big deal, and then you find out that it's fake, mm. right? Um, so that's my biggest point, is just that, like, number one, it is, it's just wrong and pathetic that you would even do this for money. Mm. Um, and so... I'm sure we're going to hear more stories about why he did it. And there's going to be some sob story about, I'm, I don't know, a black queer actor and I don't get paid enough and so on and so forth. But Joe Budden podcast called out that he's going to make a defense with mental health to which Joe is like, you better not do that. Cause you're going to, again, then it it could be true. There could be some mental health things going on. But, but using again, it as a defense, like at the same way that you kind of orchestrated this whole entire attack. Right. It's just kind of like you're playing off of falling in line with a people group exactly. and taking advantage of it. Right. Because then if it comes out that it's not true, that's not the case, then you Ooh. once again set back another group of people that are trying really hard to have their abuses and their um, legitimate worries and fears. You know, Ooh. they're trying to have them recognized and that could be another setback if you're now using this as another pawn. Mm -hmm. And like, apart from people taking this and being like, ha ha, yes, see, we know that all of you are liars and Mm -hmm. people like, yeah. uh, Falling victim to the boy who cried wolf Mm -hmm. uh, symptom. You also have the people that everyone that just completely believed him. And then were just completely betrayed. Just like, how could you betray us like that? Yeah. Like not just the matter of, uh, you just made this worse for people in the future, but a matter mm-hmm. of we believed in you and you pretty much just kind of tore our hearts out on this. Yes. That, that that's right here. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I thought this was something that was just so horrible and I really wanted to believe you. Um, cause it seemed like it was something that's the part I think that's just really interesting is that even though it was really horrible and even though like, like, like we had no reason not to believe him, like, this was something that happened that's, like, that's in the realm of possibility, right? Mm. Someone getting beat up, a noose tied around them by guys in MAGA hats, Bleed you know? on them, like... Right. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I don't believe it, right? Yeah. Like, there's... And I think that's just crazy that we're at that state in our country where it's just, like, this was not something that was totally unbelievable from the beginning. Yeah. I will say, getting two Nigerian men with MAGA hats saying, this is MAGA country, that might be where you really fell apart on it. Honestly, like, and like, you didn't have any white friends. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, like, are, how, why? why ha- have you, you seen the Daily Show, like, their skit that they threw together? Oh, man, I saved it. I didn't watch it yet. Oh, you didn't watch it? No. I just watched it earlier today. It's, mm-hmm. like, hilarious, like. <laughs> Uh, they have Jabuki Young White playing the role of Jamal, and like uh-huh. he like does a cutout letter. It's like I'm going to kill myself, as if it's like a, a threat from like somebody out there. Yeah, and they're just like, huh? 
you finally got fan mail. And he's just like, I have to do something. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like with uh, like two black guys, one being uh, Roy Woods Jr. Mm-hmm. And like he's like getting his workout and is just like, I just need to find two two Trump supporters. And they're just like, yes, where are you going to find them? And he's just like, I'm looking right at them. And they're just like, where? <laughs> where are they at? Where are they at? <laughs> um yeah <laughs> That's it, it was I just like if you it. were gonna find someone to play this like right. do this role if you wanted to be more believable right you should have gotten people that would fit the bill way better there are just so many other options i mean again like you should never ever ever submit false police reports you should never no. this is obviously not like a good idea mm-hmm. but like you couldn't create a fake amazon account and like order this stuff online right like you couldn't like you had to go and like give these people i mean sure you gave them cash which is good but like you couldn't oh, no. like, apparently also paid them with checks <laughs> <laughs> like why think this through just think it through god um yeah i think the cash was for like the supplies and the checks was like their actual payment again it's like when freaking like trump and his whole organization included with russia it's like what were you thinking? Like you, you send emails like Don Jr. sent an email saying you have dirt on Hillary, Russia. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. We'll take it. <laughs> like, like you're an idiot. Yeah. Like these are just idiotic crimes. You especially don't want to get somebody that's been so close to the person also. Like even if it, they were like white guys that would fit the bill right. of wearing the hat so much, like you wouldn't want it to be someone that's worked on empire. You wouldn't want it to be someone that's his personal trainer. Right. And there are cameras everywhere. Anyways. Um, Apparently it was he wanted it to be caught on camera and it just, like, didn't. <laughs> like, the Chicago police mm-hmm. apparently, like, reported just like, yeah, uh, he seemed to want it to be in the perspective of a camera, but mm-hmm. the camera he wanted it to be in was turned the other way. <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, the beating wasn't even caught on camera. Uh, anyways. So, that's my biggest point. And the other two points that I have are really more just around, like taking a step back what does this mean and not just like with jesse but just what does this mean for um people that like like so jesse is going to get the book thrown at him right they're gonna like take any and the highest sentencing that they possibly can in any way possible to throw him in jail for as long as possible for this Mm -hmm. for doing this like for uh committing this this class four i think it is felony well, um, it's like partially a federal crime because he sent that letter through the mail. Right. Um, and also filing a report on a like hate crime that's false. Like that's also a major offense itself. Not just the like false police report, but the fact right. that it was a like false re- police report on a, a hate, hate crime. crime. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of like we know that he's going to get the book thrown at him, um, which like again this is this is not a good idea this is a bad idea and this was really horrible and it set back a lot of people and it's just not ever good to falsely report crimes mm. but then i think about like ryan lochte right remember when he was in the swimmer that was yeah. in rio that reported a false crime of him being held up at gunpoint um, i do remember this. you remember this right it was like him and like maybe three or three or four other swimmers yeah that just trashed like a place and was pissing on the side of like a a convenience store and the convenience store owner asked them to give him money for like the place that they just trashed. Yeah. And then they said that they were held at gunpoint and you know what I mean? It was just like a, a completely false crime yeah. um, that they reported. 
and they ended up getting freaking like I don't know, like a hundred hours of community service and like a fine that they had to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just like, what, what about people like that? Like what about people like Ryan Lochte who like do internet, like this is an international crime that you're reporting falsely. And yeah. like during the Olympics, um, when, and like nothing happens to you, right. You have those people, you have the barbecue Beckys and the permit patties that are like calling in false crimes on black people every day. The woman that lives down the street from me that called the cops on me for walking through the neighborhood, right? Like, you mm. have all these people that are reporting false crimes, and nothing ever happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One case I thought about was going back to that Chris Brown falsely accused in the France case. Right. Like, people bring up all the time just, like, how come the people that do these type of accusations, like, don't get in trouble? But if the person were to actually have done it, they would have been in the most immense trouble ever. Mm-hmm. Or even if they hadn't done it, but they were found guilty of it anyway they're in all this trouble yet the person lied like what's the repercussion for the person that lied like that right right and it seems like i mean this is just the way our justice system works especially inside of places like chicago which may i remind you you know what i mean like that was found guilty of second degree murder for killing laquan mcdonald Mm -hmm. um with 16 counts of aggravated battery and then in 2017 there's a justice report by the department of justice that came out showing that officers use force nearly 10 times more on incidents involving black suspects as opposed to white suspects. And African-Americans were the subject of 80% of all firearm uses and 81% of all taser contact uses between between June 2011 and April 2016. And of all those instances, um, the use of force was used on a minor was 83% were involving black children and 14% involving Latino children, right? So this is like the same group of people... um, that this, so this is like, they're already like a horrible system. Right. Yeah. Um, and so you have all of that and you know that like, they're gonna use this because of the way that they were kind of like put on blast or maybe embarrassed or people are looking at Chicago police department again, being like, wow, look at Chicago, look at the way that this is being done. Yeah. And they had 24 detectives on this case. You know what I mean? So it's just like, there's just part of me, um, that just knows, I mean, we just know that this is going to happen to him um, and that he's going to get the book thrown at him. But like you said, it doesn't happen to every single person when they report a false crime. Yeah. It's just like now that this crime has been sensationalized and that people are looking all over it and there's like a lot of eyes on Chicago, there are going to be a lot of people wondering, you know, like what happened, right? Yeah. But again, you go back to like other police officers that have like very clearly killed black men as they were running away, killed black men that had no weapon on them, killed black men with permits with with guns on them and permits in the car that they're holding in their hands right like these are all these people that are being killed and then they get acquitted over and over and over Mm -hmm. and over again and so it's just kind of like this is just this is just so messed up that this is the way that our justice system is going to work wrong right or wrong you know what i mean that there is going to be um there are people that are putting in false crimes or um making false accusations and still being able to walk free afterwards. Right. And so it's just like, I don't know. So I have like, so that's my second part is just thinking about like, what about all the other people that are, um, that have committed, you know, crimes or like falsely reported crimes that weren't, that they weren't then held accountable. You yeah. know what I mean? And then the last point I'm thinking of is just like, how is it that the Chicago police department where 80% of the homicide cases go unanswered, like 80% of the cases in which someone has died 
are just cold cases. Yeah. How and, is it? And then yet they were able to solve this case within three weeks. Like they probably had it solved a lot quicker. It's just, they didn't reveal anything for three weeks. Do you know what I mean? Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. And then to sit up there for the freaking chief of police to sit up there and say, I wish that our resources could be used to help all the homicide victims inside Chicago. This is your department. Yeah. Use them. Yeah. Use your resources in that way. Mm-hmm. Don't let 80% of your cases go unsolved. Don't let one-year-olds dying inside of your city just be like, oh, well, we guess we just didn't find the killer here yeah. and walk away, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is your department. And clearly, you can do it. Clearly, you had a case and you solved it. You figured out what happened. So, like, why not do this for other cases yeah, where why people is, die? Why is the same energy not behind all these other cases? Right, because you don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you literally don't care unless you're put in the spotlight like they were with Van Dyke, whatever his name was, the, mm-hmm. ju- the um, police officer that the, killed Laquan McDonald. Right, unless you're put in the spotlight, which even then, again, we've seen plenty of times, killer of Mike Brown, killer of Trayvon Martin, killer of insert black person here, right, mm-hmm. where the spotlight's been on you and you have repeatedly failed to hold people accountable and to bring them to justice. But in a case like this, where you're now holding someone accountable that committed a, that like, you know, committed a crime by alleging a fake hate crime. Like where is this energy when you have these people that are dying in your streets every single day mm-hmm. and 80% of them, you just, you're just giving up. You're just, Oh, well, I guess we just can't find the killer here. Yeah. Like what like I just don't understand where that energy is. Well, it even kind of goes back to like I know here in Virginia like in one year we'll gather like a thousand rape kits that never get processed. Right. Like, yeah, and then they get thrown away. Yeah. So it's like a matter of there could be people employed onto this handling it, energy going in behind it, but for some reason it's never there. Yeah. And then when it comes to a high profile person, lying like this somehow all the energy is there because maybe it's going to give your department this like big boost Mm -hmm. where you've been missing it since you know your officers kind of killed the quan and try to hide it oh yeah no very clearly killed him and then we're like we got to protect our brothers in the force yep lied about it yeah i think that case is still going on the lying part Okay. I know that the van, whatever his name was, is in jail now. But mm. I think the people that lied to cover it up. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. even there was that woman that was like, that went on the stand that was saying like, look, people are telling me to lie and I'm not going to lie. This is really messed up. And mm. she was like shunned from the police department. Yeah. Like people like wouldn't talk to her, wouldn't ride with her. Like all this other stuff. Mm. Anyways. All right, Bertram, summar- su- summarize it. What do you got to say about Jesse? All right. Don't abuse people's trust. Don't lie. You're just going to hurt others in the long run. Mm-hmm. And jail time for yourself. Exactly. Don't fake hate crime. Yes. Fake hate crime. Not good. Real hate ca- crime. Also not please, good. Please please, <laughs> believe it. Believe it. Yeah. Don't let this. Right. Right. Don't let this be a reason to not believe the next person that comes up and says that they there's been a hate crime committed against them yeah like it shouldn't be a matter of oh well jesse lied you might be lying too is like no right. don't, don't do don't do that right exactly because yeah. that's exactly what happens when you have these cases of people and it doesn't have to be a flat-out lie it can be like even with like rolling stone right they found mm-hmm. that like a lot of the information was like misinformation right mm-hmm. that it wasn't exactly the way that it happened or there wasn't exactly you know fully true in the way that she reported the um allegations and stuff 
But it doesn't mean that something didn't happen. It doesn't mean that there aren't people that are raped and abused all over college campuses, yeah. you know? But, like, because of the way that this came out, because of the way that, you know, the media latched onto it and the way that, you know, the all the pressure that was put onto her and things like that, mm-hmm. now you have a case where people weren't found guilty and then they don't put resources towards it, right? Because they don't, they think that, well, now everyone must be lying or that this is not a true opportunity for people to talk about what's going on. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Am I, am I passing it back over to you? Yeah, I guess so. Uh-huh. We're talking about Zion? Yep. So, Zion, Zion. 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 Yeah. It's like lion. Yeah. It's like the song I always want to say Lord Zion, is. like Mount Zion. But is, is it, is it, is not even, it's still like Mount Zion, isn't it? I think it's still Zion. I always mess that up. Like, I always think about Lauryn Hill's song, uh, the now the joy of my world is in Zion. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep saying Zion. Okay. One thing I find interesting about that song, though, I got to mm-hmm. say is uh, it kind of sounds like she's saying now the joy of my world is in Zion, like it's in heaven. Right. Because this song was about whether or not she was going to like have an abortion because oh. people were telling her to, but she was like, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. So like she was saying that, but her son's actual name is Zion. So she's saying, now the joy of my world is in my son. Aww. Rather than the joy of my world is in heaven, God. because I gave it up, it's in my son, because oh, I him. Lauren Hill. Yeah. She's amazing. It's a beautiful song. She's so good. It's mm. an absolutely beautiful song. Yeah, she's a beautiful writer, mm-hmm. rapper, everything. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. So getting into the story, mm-hmm. this week, Duke is playing, which if you don't know, Zion Williamson is a mm-hmm. player on Duke. And now. <laughs> yes. And, uh, <laughs> While he was playing, his foot burst through his shoe, and he wrenched his knee. Exactly. Um, mm, was that was this show? What was the one with Bow Wow, Mike, like Mike? Yeah, like Mike. Yeah, like Mike. Style. With, the, with those like really old shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His his shoe. <laughs> I saw a meme about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when this happened, well, one Nike stock drops because it was yeah. Nike shoes. It was a uh, Paul George's. Uh, line to be specific mm -hmm. but apart from that it also brought up whole debate of should we really force uh, young men and young women to Mm -hmm. have to go to college Mm -hmm. before they can go play professional because he is the number one player. Like, I mean, people have talked about him. Being I've heard one. about him for the past three years. Yeah. I mean, there are just highlight videos of him dunking all over other kids. And yeah. he gained another hundred pounds. Oh, yeah. I remember like- <laughs> I remember seeing something come up where it was like, he's 20, 30 pounds heavier than the tallest guy in the NBA. And he's six foot seven. The tallest guy in the NBA is three, uh, seven foot three and a half. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's an eight and a half inch difference and he's heavier than him. Right. Exactly. And he can like his athleticism is out of this world. Like when he blocked that three pointer from UVA, mm. he was like maybe one step away from the paint mm. and the guy was on the three point line, which is a solid, what, 20 feet out. And he still like jumped like from almost the, the paint, like in the air and blocked his shot. Yeah. Like in terms what? of like physical specimen in the basketball realm mm-hmm. the only person that probably compares to him is lebron yeah there's probably honestly. nobody else in nba history that compares to zion other than lebron because there are very few people that can be that agile and that big at the same time mm. and that's actually part of the reason why i think like the nike stock dropping thing is just mm-hmm. kind of dumb is because yeah. one apparently uh it was asked before back in 2008 why lebron's shoes were so heavy because lebron's shoes are heavier shoes mm. and it was explained that because he's such a big and like 
powerful guy in right. strength that he would completely obliterate a pair of mm. shoes if they were not sturdy enough. Right. So which that seems to be the case with Zion was his shoes weren't exactly sturdy enough. Yeah. And they didn't look new. They looked like very worn. Yeah. Like if you looked at the shoes when he was carrying them off, they but, looked like shoes that have been played in really heavily. That's another thing. And this is actually going to feed into the whole NCAA and should uh, people really have to play in college first discussion mm-hmm. is LeBron with his shoes, other than the fact that he owns a line, mm-hmm. he's rich. Yeah. And he can rich. afford a new pair of shoes every single game for a season, and it will not make an impact on his pockets. Not even close. Even he, without he his own line. Would probably get paid to wear new shoes every Yeah. <laughs> and also, in the NBA, you see people's like clothes, their shoes, mm-hmm. split apart all the time. Yeah. So, the whole Nike stock drop is kind of a dumb thing. Yeah. But with... LeBron being able to afford like a new pair of shoes every single game, maybe switches them out every so often. Cause you'll see NBA players give their shoes away to people all the yeah, time. Exactly. And those are, and that also is money, right? If you yeah. signed your shoes, especially if they're like, you know, NBA playoff games or whatever, like yeah. shoes are worth millions. So where would Zion get the money to get a new pair of shoes every single game? Right. In the NCAA, Student athletes are not allowed to get paid for anything sold in their likeness, Mm -hmm. for any ticket sales, Mm -hmm. for anything pertaining to what they're playing. They can't even get a job outside of playing basketball. Right. Like the only thing they can do is play basketball, go to school, maybe mess around with girls, and that's about it. (laughs) Or boys, they just a lot of different people they can mess around with. (laughs) True. Unless like something very problematic happens in that realm. Like that's the one exception, but consensually mess around with whoever they want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But <laughs> basketball, school, that's all they're allowed to do. Right. So they can't make money. So here you have Zion where his Paul George's could be extremely very sturdy shoes for him. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he can go get a different pair of shoes. And they're probably not going to give him any shoes. Like they might give him one pair mm-hmm. like for the season. And that's it. Yeah, right. I mean, and it's just like... I think the part that bothers me most about the way the NCAA is run um, is that like it's like you don't have you don't have ownership over your your likeness, yeah. you know, which is just so crazy that you have to sign away the rights to like your face and like your playing style and your jersey and like things that are going to be sold at Duke forever, yeah, right? Like and especially if his jersey you know gets hung up in the rafters or whatever he wins them a national championship, right? Like all these things are, they do nothing for him personally. Yeah. And it's not even like, like this is another thing I was talking to my friend about was that, so there's a, there's like the debate, right. Of like, Mm. whether or not you think people should get, whether you think NCAA players should get paid for what they do. Yeah. Um, Cause people will complain about, you know, football players that sit out a bowl game or they'll complain about, you know, someone, there's few basketball players that won't like play through the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll complain about stuff like that, right? Yeah. People that, um, that don't play f- fully through for their college, mm-hmm. even though they know they're only going to be there for a year. Yeah. Right. But it's just like, what do we do when these players that are there, like they're not even like, sure. Like Zion has like a full scholarship right now, but mm-hmm. like, not every player on that Duke team has a full scholarship. Yeah. But they're making so much money that there they would be there was there would be so much money left over if they gave every single person that played in NC, any NCAA sport a full scholarship. A ticket to a Duke game right now for basketball mm-hmm. is somewhere in the realm of $2500. That's because wild. of 
Zion. Exactly. And he can't see a penny of it. None of it. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Which some people might make the argument about, well, who gets how much money? Like, because Zion is the reason that they're coming out Mm -hmm. to see the game and why tickets are so expensive. Right. But then when it comes to all the other players, what should they get? They shouldn't Mm -hmm. get the same amount as Zion. But then again, it would seem unfair to pay them less. Mm -hmm. But it kind of goes to, well, you gotta weigh it and maybe maybe it isn't even so much that maybe it's when things are sold in their likeness like when you buy a zion jersey exactly like he gets the proceeds from that when zion like when you have like a signing event and people pay to go to the signing event since it's him doing the signing maybe give him the money for it if only there was some type of like you know another league of sorts that has this issue where people are playing and let's say one person moves to a different town and their name is LeBron James and they boost the ticket sales and then they get paid more money. If only there was some way that we could see this being done in another realm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, think it's, I think it's a crap argument that like who gets paid more? How do you know? Like there, we do this with the NBA. Yeah. Sure. They get paid obnoxious amount of money because I don't think that anyone like, like there are so many other things that this money that they're getting paid can go to. And LeBron is doing that by giving it, you know, making schools and things like that. But people getting paid millions and millions of dollars to throw a ball or catch a ball or whatever, like is outrageous in my mind. But like, how do you still have this system where again, you know that there are people that are, um, there are people that are going to boost your ticket sales. Yeah. LeBron James going to the Lakers, like skyrockets their ticket sales. Well, it isn't even just like, their ticket sales like i remember seeing when lebron went back to cleveland for Mm -hmm. the first time yeah like after a year it was revealed that well his contract was for like 25 million like something like that sure and then sales around cleveland like cleveland's value went up 500 million because lebron came back as like a state as like as as the city itself cleveland crazy like its value went up 500 million just because this one guy came back for 25 million. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, it seems like, yeah, you shouldn't get paid this much money to do this, but Mm -hmm. it's how much money are you actually bringing in? Right. And you know that Zion Williamson is bringing in way more than the $40,000 in tuition that he gets paid a year. Yeah. And they gave him a full ride for all four years, but they know he's not going to be there for all four years. Yeah. They know he's going to be leaving for the NBA this next like draft. Right. You know what I mean? And people are already calling him the number one draft pick. So like, how do you have this space where, again, like you're, you're monetizing off of these kids, right? Like you're, you're taking this money where these body, their bodies are being used, abused, whatever. Like they're just like, people are taking that and then making money for university, making money on ticket sales on just the way that like again people coming in and spending president obama coming to freaking um is it durham where duke is i don't know i think it's like the raleigh area okay not sure coming into that town right and then you have like all these different places you're having all this coverage of people like seeing and hearing about duke and applying to Duke because they could be able to go to a zion williamson game and Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like 
there are all these different things that happen, especially if you win an NCAA tournament, then again, like your notoriety goes up. Like with Loyola Chicago going to the final four, right? Like Mm. people didn't even know what a Rambler was two years ago. And then now with them in the final four, same thing with VCU, right? You have all these different ways in which your notoriety goes up, your applications go up, the people that are paying, they would be willing to pay more if you get, if you get a new basketball stadium or whatever. Mm. Like all these things are going up because of these bodies that you're, you're using. Yeah. For free, you and know? He, and here's the one thing that I hated. Like, I saw somebody try to do a plan where it's like, oh, I don't feel bad for him at all. I mean, he's going, he's playing in college. He gets to go to college for free. He's getting a free education. I don't feel I bad that. for him all. It's just like, number one, he could go to the league right now. Because this is, it didn't used to be a rule. You used it to didn't. be able to go straight to the league from high school. But for some reason, they're just like, well, you have to go to college for at least one year. It's not for some reason. It's for money. Yeah. That's literally what it is. Mm-hmm. It's because they had a conversation. The NBA had a conversation with NCAA. NCAA was like, hey, we would get more money, right? Mm-hmm. If you had all-star kids coming and playing just for a year. Mm-hmm. Just for a year. And then every you just recycle them out. Every year, there's a new all-star that comes through right? Mm. Boost ticket sales for the NCAA tournament, all these other things, makes us a bunch of money, and then we'll let you have them for the rest of the time. Yeah. And then, yeah, past that, like, if they have to go to college, and they're there on a scholarship, full Mm -hmm. ride, Mm -hmm. and then they get injured, and it's a career-ending injury. Right, which can happen. Yeah, they never get to go to the league to make that money that they could have made. Nope. And that college will drop their scholarship. Yeah. The moment you get injured is like, oh, well, you can't provide what you you promised, so you're done. So here you are, somebody that got into college on a full ride, lost the full ride, mm-hmm. has no way to continue it, just lost their dream, and what do they have to give for it? Like, they gave their body for it and got nothing in return. Yeah. Um, and I hope that, like, there are some contracts where, like, a if you have a career ending injury that they still will, you know, pay for you to still go to college. Yeah. Um, but I think that like when I was talking to my friend, like this is that, that's the part for me that makes the most sense is just paying using that money, right. Using all the money from ticket sales and from all that stuff, like using that to then pay for everyone to get a full scholarship, not just the best athletes that are going to leave in a year. Yeah. Right. Like making sure that every single player that you're using and that you're taking away their likeness and taking away their signatures, taking away anything that they could ever use to make money, mm-hmm. like taking all that away from them, like just giving them a full scholarship of that's like what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, and then if you're not going to do that, then you need to pay these people in the same way. Or then you talk to the NBA, right? And take away, like back when, didn't Kobe and LeBron go straight from they high went school? straight from high school. Um, so like taking away that ridiculous clause that you know is in there to make the NCAA tournament more viable, right? Mm-hmm. Because again, if you had Kobe or LeBron playing for kentucky or whatever right like people are going to watch those games because they saw how great lebron was in high school they saw how great kobe was in high school Mm -hmm. and so like they just wanted a piece of that pie yeah that's disgusting and again it's another form of slavery when you're thinking about people that are having their bodies used in a way that's benefiting mostly white people and mostly white corporations Mm-hmm. Like taking all that and taking away anything that belongs belongs to them, like their likeness, like their performance, right? And having that be all a part of their body that they're selling mm-hmm. for a year of school that it's not going to do anything for them. Like they're yeah. not learning anything in school. If I was Zion, I would never go to class. 
Yeah. And then who's going to fail me? Yeah, right? exactly. So I'm Zion Williamson. I'm going to the NBA right after this. Right. I have no reason to. I, I, I don't even know if I'd even sign up for classes. I'd just be in the gym shooting. Yeah. <laughs> I also remember was uh, with LeBron, apparently, when he was in high school, mm-hmm. his mother got a loan and got him a Hummer. <laughs> and the whole thing was like, she didn't have the money to pay for it, but she uh-huh. was just like, don't worry. We will be good for it. If he had to go to college <laughs> and he got injured. Right. There's a Hummer that got to be paid back. And yeah. There's not really a good way to pay it back. But right. LeBron got to go straight to the NBA from high school, mm-hmm. instantly made that money back, paid off that loan for the Hummer, <laughs> and then went off financially. Right. Right. And so, again, if we know that there is this opportunity, right, for mm-hmm. these people to make stupid amounts of money, stupid amounts, that if even just one year of playing even just one year of playing in the NBA, right? You're set for life. Like mm-hmm. there, there's just no, you just have more than enough money than what you would ever need. Yeah. And you continue to do that. And like, even if you do get a career ending injury, even if you do, and if something does happen to you, right? Like you still are able to be good. Both you, your family, everyone's fine and taken care of. Mm. But instead, like we, again, take it and, and like, we're already using your body Sure, you're getting paid for it, but we're still using your body for our own, you know, gifts. Because no one, even when you have people that are making so much money, right? You have your Tom Brady's, your LeBron James's, all these people that are the best in the league in their sport and whatever. They're still this is a, this is a we're getting there, right? So yeah, they're, yeah. they're still millionaires. They're still just millionaires, mm-hmm. right? You have Bob Kraft, who's a worth five point five billion dollars, mm-hmm. right? Never, never ran. Never was on the field. wasn't wasn't giving his body for anything. Speaking of which, Robert Kraft is now in trouble. You saw it, right? <laughs> Someone said, <laughs> "Man, it's a bad day to have the initials RK." <laughs> Take that, Kells. Take that, Kells. <laughs> yeah, they do disgusting things, both of them. Um, we have people like Robert Kraft, right? Mm. Who don't, they don't do anything to sacrifice their body for a sport. That and could yet be they run human trafficking rings. You know what I mean? Like billions of dollars this person yeah. is worth billions. Mm. Right. So it's like, even like this whole complex is just ridiculous. And again, you have people like the NFL that own a day of the week. Right. Yeah. Um, and so to have, to have this happen and to have these people's bodies that are already being abused. Mm. And again, they're giving them some money, not the big bucks, even though millions of dollars is a lot of money. They're still not even tapping into close to what they could be having. Yeah. Like LeBron wasn't seeing that 500 million. He was seeing 250 million, Mm -hmm. but that was an investment really. Right. Exactly. Over like a couple of years. Right. Um, But again, you have people that are owners that are worth billions of dollars. Mm. Um, And so it's just, it's just all really messed up. Um, and sure, it's entertaining, but like when you start to take kind of take a t- take a step back and realize that like these are people's bodies that are just being used and abused for my own pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are mostly white people, mostly white men that are sitting in the boxes in the very top, watching these people in these like mandingo like fights playing against each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting like, and they're getting paid for this. Yeah. I billions. It's definitely one of those things I hate about like sports in mm-hmm. general. Like I always think back to do you remember when ESPN tried to do that one skit where it was they had they were doing it for fantasy football. Okay. And they were doing an auction. 
Oh. That looked uh, like the get out auction. And you yeah. had one guy out front with Odell Beckham Jr.'s face on it. And you had people holding up a paddle bidding on OBJ. Yeah. 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 Like they got backlash for Ed Skip, but that's mm-hmm. essentially what it is anyway. That honestly is. It like it that's exactly what it is yeah. in a really disgusting way. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, sure, sure you're giving them money, but mm-hmm. at the same time, they're like, if you are saying we don't want you anymore, they have to deal with that. They're out of a job just like that. Yeah. Uh, if you say, uh, oh, we wanted somebody else, so we traded you, you now have to move. Mm-hmm. You're at their beck and call. Yeah. Your, your whole family, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Has to relocate. Um, or you just don't see them. Yeah. Right. It's because they live in whatever it is, Oklahoma or something, and you work in LA. Yeah. Um, yeah. All that's just, man, that is some messed up stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all just comes back to this idea of like owning people. Yeah. Right. This is a different way to own people. You're paying them a hell of a lot more, but you're still owning them. Mm-hmm. And there are different variations of owning the person, but yeah. it's all about monetary and about capitalism. Yeah, and it would also be one thing if uh, if you didn't give the students money, if you mm-hmm. gave them other things. Like, not just right. this scholarship. Like, maybe get the players, like, shoes, like, every few games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, get the players, like, take them on a shopping spree or something where they can go get themselves <laughs> some new clothes. Right. Because, like, remember when we talked about Trump having that whole uh, fast food dinner? Oh, yeah. Like, I brought up, right. it was like, these kids probably didn't... Like they probably either went in their closet and grabbed something nice or they went to go buy something and found out, oh, this wasn't worth it. Right. Right. Like these kids are completely at the mercy of you guys. And if you don't want to pay them, you should at least give them a whole lot of other things to help make up for the fact that they can't be paid. Mm-hmm. If they have to go to the doctor, you got them covered with some health insurance. Like all like they probably do to an extent because mm-hmm. they want to make sure they get injured. But like if any of these different type of things happen, you help them. Right. If they like need some new clothes, you help them. If they just are there in existence and you employ them to play the sport, give them something that is a worthy payment. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if it's not cash, give them other things. Give them gifts. Give them give them something that makes them feel like they are actually valued rather than being taken advantage of. Exactly. Um, and like like I said before, there should not be a student athlete that is using their body for the benefit of the university that is not get to go there for free. Yeah. That's just, that's just ridiculous. Cause what they'll do is they'll, they'll split up scholarships. So let's say like Zion Williamson will leave mm. next year. They won't just take that and give another full scholarship to a student. They'll take that and split it up and give four partial scholarships to four different players. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what, wait, no, summarize it. <laughs> I knew you wanted to summarize. You just like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, wait, oh, okay. You summarize things. I, I want you to do it every time now. What is your summary? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, summary on this one is (laughs) Zion, invest in some LeBrons. Those things are sturdy. (laughs) Uh, Oh, last question. Sorry. Do you think, because there are people that are saying, like uh, Devon, Donovan Mitchell, who said, like, bro, sit the rest of the season out. Like, do not go back and play for Duke. You've shown what you can do. You're going to be the number one pick. I agree. Yeah, I agree. You like, mean that he should like, play in the NCAA tournament? Or... Oh, he's been advised by even more than Donovan Mitchell saying just like sit out for the rest of the season. Like you're good. You yeah. You've done what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like sit out, refrain from getting any injury during mm-hmm. that time, 
and then you'll get drafted. Yeah. Like there have been experts have been like, don't play anymore. Just, <laughs> just, just wait, just wait till draft day. Right. Which is months away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. It's like, like, oh man, I can't watch Zion like beat up on UVA anymore. Sure. But like with LeBron on the sideline with Rajon Rondo and I know uh, Cadwell Pope. God, they have such cool people that go to their games. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Zion gets new shoes. Yeah. Zion gets new shoes. Uh, NCAA start actually caring about your student athletes again mm-hmm. because apparently the NCAA was set up to protect them sure. and now they abuse them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, pay the athletes mm-hmm. and drop that stupid rule that you have to play in college one year first before you can go on a professional. Right. And that's to the NBA. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those three things. Okay. Le- LeBron shoes. <laughs> pay. Uh-huh. Care about the students. Uh-huh. And drop that stupid rule. Boom. Yes. And for this week, there is no if you know, you know, because my voice has been shot this week. So that was our last topic. <laughs> Daniel, would you like to outro us inside intro? Oh, um, sure. Uh, thank you for you, joining you us. You could put some more enthusiasm into it than that. <laughs> I can. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today at the Fairpoint Podcast. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and be sure to like and subscribe to all the things. One of my friends just texted me saying that she had subscribed. It's week 10 now, but she subscribed. As and- long as people get there, that's what's important. <laughs> right. You don't have to be there from jump, but as long as you get there. Right. We appreciate the people from jump, but as long as you get there. Honestly. Yes. Um, and it makes it easier because I don't always post about our show when the day of it coming out. So like, if you want to listen, you'll get, you'll get it before I post about it. Um, so subscribing is super helpful for you and for us and have a good weekend. Have Where a good can day. You subscribe at Daniel. You can subscribe. Do I have to list all the things again? Yes. Oh God. Okay. Uh, you can subscribe at YouTube. You can subscribe at Apple, Google play, Stitcher, um, Creek, what green logo, green logo, Spotify and Castos. Yeah. So do all those things. And where can they contact us at, Dan? Oh, well, if you would like to contact us, you can go to the Fairpoint Podcast at gmail.com. You also can uh, follow us on Twitter at the Fairpoint Pod and on Instagram at the Fairpoint Podcast. I do fun Instagram stories. You should you should check them out. Golf clap. Golf clap. I think we should end it. We should. Yeah, we should. You should take away the golf clap. I, 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 I already out. took away the golf cut it out I can't cut it out the recording it's there goodbye <laughs> <laughs>